Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. What's better than this? It's just a couple of guys being dudes here on Hump Day, here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, and Joe Marino and I are not alone. We've brought a friend to the show. I'm Kyle Krabs, Director of Scouting and NDT Scouting, Draft Dude, uh, NFL and NFL Draft Analyst for Fan Rag Sports. I'm joined by Joe Marino, my co-host, my number two. He is, uh, he's my rock. He is, uh... The Huddle Report 2017 Mock Draft Champion. I'm sure he never gets tired of hearing it, so I always try and uh, at least once every other week give him a little puff <laughs> on his ego. And we are joined by our boss, Mr. John Owning, uh, Director of Content, NFL Content, over at FanRag Sports. Uh, John, thank you very much for joining us. It's nice to talk to you. It's been a while. Uh, I think the last time the people heard us all speaking together uh, we were in the middle of like a 10-hour marathon in three days for NFL draft coverage at FanRag headquarters. I believe so. What a good time to be alive that was. It's fun times. Can't wait for next year. It's, uh, yeah, it's bigger and better. Now, Joe, uh, a little birdie told me uh, that, that you have a question or a topic that you wanted to, to approach <laughs> John with here right at the top of the show. Is that correct? Well, yeah, I, I do have a, a couple things I want to get into with John, but I think we need to get it out of the air right now that if if Kyle is nicer to me uh, than usual today, it's it's because John's on the show, and so I'm thankful that you're here, John. Sometimes it gets rough here uh, running co-pilot to Kyle, Kyle Krabs. 
You know, sometimes you got to you got to defend against the bully. You got to bring in the bigger bully. <laughs> That's me. Well, thank so, you. We pulled a few I, strings and got you on the show today. You know. So this summer, I know as a listener of the uh, Draft News podcast, there, Mister Owning, and um, you're quite plugged into the topics we've been covering this summer. So I wanted to, before we get into all the football stuff that we're going to get into, is bring up some of the big the big items that are not football related and get your quick take on, on a slew of items here. It doesn't have to be anything over long, uh, overly long. Just want to bring up some of these these hot items that Kyle and I have been digging into. So if you won't if you don't mind, I'll bring up a few things here and you just give me your your knee jack knee jerk response here. Oh Lord, let's do it. All right, so the first thing is Kyle Krabs has revealed that water is trash. Uh, John, where do you stand on water as a drinking beverage? Oh, it's awful. I totally agree with Hey! <laughs> it's terrible. Right. I can't drink water. I can't drink water. So you have company there, Kyle, with the, with the H2O hate. It's not lonely at the top. No, nope, not for that one. All right, John, fidget spinners. Kyle and I are both now avid fidget spinner owners and we love them where are you on fidget spinners have you even tried them they're trash i tried one at cgs for about 30 seconds and i hated my life i felt like i was 12 <laughs> now it was kyle like, do you have a response i do that? have a response to that uh john uh, i'm questioned with your mma background maybe your finger doesn't quite get the torque to spin the spinner appropriately <laughs> Is that is that could you not feel like did you feel awkward with it in your hand or anything like that because you know a good fidget spinner shouldn't make you feel that way makes you calm you know, it, it, you, know you say that but I am like the ideal target audience for the fidget spinner because with how many grips I make in jujitsu my hand I could grip that fidget spinner for hours Kyle you you were complaining about it I could go for hours it's just not fun it's just not a cool thing to do. You know? <laughs> Joe, let's move on here. Yeah, spinners aren't fun. Water is trash. Uh, John, I took some crap from Kyle for being a mac and cheese fan. Where do you stand on the wonderful side dish that is mac and cheese? Oh, it's delicious. All right, I'm glad to find that John actually likes something. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so uh, next topic here. Kyle and I have gotten used to recording our Monday podcast on Sunday evenings, but now that Game of Thrones is in session, uh, my life uh, is now altered because Kyle is suddenly unavailable at our typical recording time. John, are you a Game of Thrones fan? The the world is a Game of Thrones fan, Joe. You're the only one that's not. You're just sitting there on an island with your coconuts, not watching Game (laughs) of Thrones. Who knows what you're doing? I don't know. What do you do on Sundays at that time? What, like... Aren't stores closed? I don't understand. I'm turning in articles for you, John. <laughs> oh, that's a good answer. I like that. <laughs> I can't hit on that one, I guess. <laughs> okay, uh, a couple more here real quick. NHL teams. Kyle Krabs did not have a favorite NHL team until this summer. He declared his love for the Florida Panthers. I am a Buffalo Sabres fan. John, do you like hockey, and do you have a favorite team? No. Next question. Good boy. <laughs> Last one. Last one. The <laughs> office. One more TV show. Kyle is an Office hater. I'm a huge fan. Where you stand on the sitcom The Office? You guys know I, I there is a lot of things I like in life, but everything you're asking me is just not <laughs> this cool. is this is beautiful. <laughs> John cool. and I are on the same page with what four out of five here. Yeah, we him and I had uh, mac and cheese as common ground here, so I feel good about that. But the rest of this didn't go how well, I thought. Sounds, sounds <laughs> like uh, on Friday, John and I will be back for the Friday episode of the Draft Dudes, and uh, 
I guess Joe's Joe's getting discarded here. He's the minority. Yep, yep, so be it. So something I know that John Owning does like, that is edge rushers, and that's why we have him on the show today is to talk about some of the edge talent uh, that's going to be available. Potentially, some of these guys are underclassmen for the 2018 NFL Draft. Uh, John just put out on FanRag Sports on Monday his uh, top five guys to watch. Not necessarily his top five rankings, but five guys he's got his eye on going into the season. So we want to dig into that. But uh, before we do, John, what is it about you and edge defenders uh, that draws you to them? It seems like this is kind of your niche. It's something that uh, you're, you've begun to have a, a, a a reputation about your edge take. So what is it about you and edges and that gives you the background to feel really good about the way that you evaluate them? Well, just the edge defenders position as a whole, it's really come easy to me uh, watching and, you know, defining the traits that I like, finding the traits that I like. Everything has just come so easy. I think with the relationship, you know, as you guys said, I do MMA, jiu-jitsu type stuff. I feel like the relationship in jiu-jitsu between the two competitors is very similar to an offense and defensive lineman's uh, relationship on the field. So I feel like just because of those things, the body mechanical things that are similar, the way you're supposed to move, the fluidness with which you're supposed to move are very, very similar. So it's always really come natural and easy to me. Anything on both sides of the trenches have always been really easy. So, John, speaking of edge rushers and, and this piece that you've dropped, I have to ask about this Armstrong kid uh, because this is a name that I've heard popping up around uh, the the draft Twitter sphere, if you will, the, the community that we're all engaged with and, and helping to, to share our work and bounce ideas off each other. And uh, he's not somebody I've had the opportunity to watch yet, uh, but you had very positive things to say about him. So I, I want you to kind of set the put the ball on the tee for anybody that's unfamiliar with him as a player and kind of summarize what it was that you said in in your piece, why you liked him so much. Well, Armstrong, he really, um, he's he's my type of pass rusher. As you guys know, if you guys have followed my work for the last couple of years, I really like those edge bender, athletic, first step burst kind of edge defenders. And he's exactly that kind of thing. When you put on the Kansas defensive film, he jumps off the film just with his ability to cover distance in his first three steps quickly. And then after that, he follows that up with really good tilt. He has good mobility and uh, pliability in his lower half to really sharpen that edge against offensive tackles. And then he has that really good closing burst to finish and get get the sacks. You know, pressure, disruption is production, but he actually finishes on his sacks a lot, which is something I really like to see. And then a thing that always, a thing that I love to watch from edge defenders that he does is he chases down from the backside. That was something I really loved about T.J. Watt last year and helped me fall in love with his. NFL abilities, and Dorrance Armstrong does the same thing. He screams off the edge, and I saw him chase down Joe Mixon a couple times when they played against Oklahoma. So he's just that type of guy, long, lanky type of, you know, type of speed rusher off the edge. And and real quick, Joe, uh, that's Dorrance Armstrong of Kansas. I didn't necessarily set that up very well. So just to clarify, uh, Joe, do you remember when we did uh, some of our 2017 yes. previews, and people were like, "Yeah, it's great, love the content." Who the hell are you talking about? <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Dorrance Armstrong, pass rusher from Kansas. That's John's take. Now, now, speaking of Dorrance Armstrong, John and I had a conversation this week where I was kind of picking his brain on some of the edge talent in this class and seeing how he was kind of tearing them. And, you know, we talked about Harold Landry, and you had mentioned that, 
you know, Dorrance Armstrong is is kind of up there near Harold Landry. So can you tell the people about Boston College pass rusher Harold Landry? Um, what similarities you see in Dorrance Armstrong? And then the third part of my question is Kyle made the comparison of uh, of seeing some Vic Beasley traits in Harold Landry. What do you think about that? Well, the first my hot take for the preseason of the college football season is that I think Dorrance Armstrong and Harold Landry are closer as prospects than I think Landry and Arden Key are. And I feel like most people are really talking about Harold Landry, Arden Key as the top two guys. I think Key is a step ahead of Landry, and Landry's really in that second tier. Armstrong and Landry, they're both of those edge-bending types. They're both those guys that try to use their first, second, and third steps to blow past an offensive lineman to get them to you know open the door so that they can bend and make it to the quarterback. I think right now, what Landry does better than Armstrong, which is why I probably would have him slightly ahead of Armstrong going into the college football season, is he's better at using his hands to get off blocks. He does he doesn't counter effectively all the time, but he has shown that he has the ability to do it. You've seen some inside moves with him. You've seen him against the run play with good body positioning, hand positioning. You know, he knows how to play with leverage. Armstrong is just not as consistent with those things, but I think Armstrong is the more gifted athletic talent right now. I feel like he's a little bit better. His his burst is more apparent. It's more consistent than Landry is, and I feel like he his edge speed also as he's bending around the corners a little bit better than Landry. But as things stand right now, Landry is just a better technician, so I would have to give him the slight nod right now. Yeah, I think by most accounts, people reference Landry as one of the best senior prospects in the country. So, um, Not John Ledyard. Not John Ledyard. No, not, not <laughs> National Scout John Ledyard. That's, uh, that's a conversation for another podcast, though. Yes. Um, John and I have a few guys we're going to be fighting about. Um, Landry... Uh, Really, that type of profile, uh, John, it seems like is something that the draft sphere in general uh, will gravitate towards with these these twitchy, bendy guys. Is there anybody even remotely close than Arden Key? And where would you put Key in comparison uh, right now to some of the pass rushers that have come through in the the most recent couple of seasons? Well, I don't think he's as high as some people like to say. You know, there was those reports that he was as good. He could be a better prospect than Miles Garrett, and I think that's just crazy. He's not nearly as developed as Garrett. He's not nearly as consistent on a snap-to-snap basis as Garrett was coming into his last season. So I think that's – he's not He's not on Bosa's level for me. He's not – he's unlike yeah. that. Randy Gregory tier for me, which you guys know I loved Randy Gregory coming out, so that's high praise coming from me. So, so John, um, looking at another player here on your on your list, Josh Schlett out of Florida State. This was a big-time recruit. And um, what are you seeing from him? What does his NFL prospects look like right now? Well, you know, he's coming off that knee injury that I think probably robbed him of a lot of his explosiveness that he had coming out of high school. But, man, he is, he is fun to watch because he's a technician. He's so powerful, too. I think there was – there was one snap where you see him go for a long arm. The offensive tackle knocks down his right hand. He re-leverages his hand mid-rush, throws him by with that shot put technique and gets a sack. He's really, really developed with his hands, at least from what I've seen. And that's why I think – I don't think he's ever going to be the type of guy that's going to be like a double-digit sack kind of guy, but he's going to be a, pers- a player that whoever drafts him, they're going to love him and have him for a decade. 
Now, John, I understand what you're talking about when you reference things like long arms and shot put techniques. Can you extrapolate a little bit on that as best as you can without you know a visual key um, for more casual fans or fans that aren't as familiar with the position? Um, just how difficult that is because you, you know you mentioned he releverages his hand mid rush. I know how hard that is, but I, I think casual fans of the sport or guys that don't know pass rush tech might not have such an appreciation for how hard it is to get that hand refit in motion the way that, that Sweat does in the rep that you talk about. Yeah, it's really cool because, first of all, he's going, he's running full speed upfield. So as he's going upfield, he has to hit a moving target. He has to hit a moving target. So he's trying to position his hands, you know, somewhere on the, on the chest area usually, depending on where the offensive tackle set point is and how wide and, or how underset he does, your hand positioning changes. But he, you want to get that your inside arm, you want to press it really hard against the offensive tackle's shoulder pads. And then from there, you're going to really lean in to use and get underneath so you can use your leverage to push and really generate that, you know, that power rush, that push back, that get that offensive tackle to take steps back, get on his heels. And then what happened with the offensive tackle is he used his inside hand to knock down Sweat's hand. So typically when that happens, the, off, the rusher, they fall forward, they lose their balance. But um, Sweat was in such a good positioning that he had, the, he had the ability to stay in balance long enough that he can re-leverage his hand and get it right back where it was initially so that he can continue pressing. And as he was continue pressing, a shot put technique is basically he just threw the offensive tackle out wide to his outside so that he can finish with an inside move is basically what happened. And it's, it's just extremely difficult to happen because you're doing it all full speed against somebody who's bigger, stronger, and longer than you. So it was really just put on repeat, you know, 10, 15 times. It's just beautiful to watch. It's like poetry in motion. Sounds like that rep that you had against me in the hotel room. Uh <laughs> <laughs> we did. I, I didn't come on here to brag, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this was a big setup to, to remind me of the, of the one time you be, we did two reps. I feel like I stoned you on the first one, and the second one you just you, you did that. You did exactly what Josh Sweat did against a guy that was bigger, stronger, and longer than you. You know what I mean? Yep. You know, could so, I so, have a double digit pass rusher in the NFL? Maybe you know, but that's just not the way I wanted to go. I wanted no, the right. Yeah. Living. Of, of course, of course. Uh, so, John, I'm reading your edge piece, right? I'm, I'm chumming along, enjoying what you're saying, and then I get to the last guy on the list, and it's somebody I've never heard of, Marcus Davenport, University of Texas, San Antonio. If I'm not mistaken, they're the roadrunners out there, and you've got this guy on your list here. So can you set the, the plate for the people here on Marcus Davenport and what we need to know about him heading into the season? Yeah, so it was interesting. A couple, like a month or two ago, a friend of mine pointed me out, like, you should watch you know, the UTSA. There's this guy, there's this uh, defensive end on their team. I think you would like him, but he didn't tell me his name or his number. He just said, go watch, see if you can figure it out. So I turn on the film, and there's this defensive end, this guy. He's really long. He's got really good, it's, uh, he's got really good upfield burst, but you just see that he is not technically adept at all at this point he's all physical talent so you see you see him doing a lot of things where you see guys you know like really struggle around they look really jagged with their movements they're really throwing their arms as hard as they can they're really off balance with their moves and he was that guy but he you see the traits that 
that make you believe that he can be a very good defensive end, maybe like a David Irving type in the NFL, because he has that first step explosiveness. He supposedly has a 36 inch vert at six foot seven and 255, 60 pounds. I think he, um, he has the closing ability. He's not as flexible as a guy like David Irving is, but he's much more explosive. So you see, he has that organic power that when he, when his hands, uh, get in contact with an offensive lineman, they get jolted. They get pushed back. He just doesn't have the nuanced escape moves right now or the nuanced approach to really take advantage of his physical abilities. Yeah, that's a player I'm uh, – I got two. I, I'm going to have to carve the time out to watch uh, because if John Owning likes a pass rusher, uh, odds are there there's something there to work with. John's John, as Joe referenced, has a great track record with that. Uh, John, the last guy I want to ask you about, you said you've just watched a little bit, and he's somebody that has some mixed reviews. Uh, I like him. I understand why some people don't, uh, is Bradley Chubb from NC State. So I'm just curious for off of your samplings, and I know you didn't have necessarily taken as deep of a dive as you had some of these other guys. What's your first impressions and maybe one or two things that you think he needs to do uh, in 2017 to help solidify his draft standing? You know, Chubb, he's the type of guy that, you know, a guy like John Benyard, he's not going to really like probably as much because he's not like the finesse pass rusher. He's not going to really bed the ends track. He's a power rusher. He's a guy that's going to use the bull rush. He's going to use his hands. He's going to use the leverage. He's going to use that hip hop to really jack an offensive tackle up. He's he's fantastic against the run. He's probably the best guy that I've seen in my short sampling against the run. He could be a real butt kicker there. He's really fun to watch. So he's a guy I really like. I love guys that are technically adept, that are dominant against the run, and that you see traits that where they can become a successful pass rusher in the NFL. Now, do I think his upside is some, as good as maybe like a Dorrance Armstrong or an Arden Key, Harold Landry type guy as a pass rusher? No, but that's not where he's going to win, and that's not what's going to make him effective in the NFL. So, John, before we wrap here, I want to just kind of ask for your early impression. When you look at – you know, some of the talent available here for the 2018 NFL draft, and you compare it to what we had in the 2017 NFL draft, do you have a lean uh, towards either class as being uh, more rich at the top of the draft? Since I know you probably mostly focused on the top talent, either class stand out to you as the better crop of talent? Um, I think right now, last year was better. They had Miles Garrett, who I think would be head and shoulders above anybody in this draft as he was in last draft. And then they had a guy like, even though he went in the fourth round, you guys know how much I love Carl Lawson. Really like Solomon Thomas. Really like TJ Watt. I think those guys all together as a whole, I think, what was it, like six edge defenders went in the first round last year. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be, it might be difficult for this draft class to live up to that, but I still think it's a very good class, but maybe just a step below last year. And now you have, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, going into the season right now, you have Landry above key. Is that correct? No, that is incorrect. Okay, so key above Landry. Yeah, it's key number one, like a a step, and then it's going to be Landry and Dortz Armstrong close. There you go. There you have it. John Owning's uh, preseason outlook here on this pass rusher class for 2018. John, 
I know I speak for Kyle when I say thank you for giving us some of your time uh, tonight. Thanks for all your work. Thanks for all your mentorship with uh, all the work you do with us on Fan Rag Sports. I appreciate you looking, making me look smart a lot of times. I don't know if Kyle needs as much help as I do, but uh, you know I appreciate all the all the different support and questions that you answer uh, for me and my work and in my career. So uh, we appreciate your time on the show, people. Make sure you're following John on Twitter, keeping track of his his tweets throughout the course of the season. You will be well-versed on the pass-rushing talent for 2018 if you do so. You can follow John on Twitter at John Owning. That's John with an H. I always call him John with no H, and he gets mad at me. So don't do that. It's John Owning with an H on Twitter. You can follow Kyle and I. Kyle is at NDT Scouting. I am at the Joe Marino. Make sure that you are hitting that subscribe button. Leave us that five-star rating if you are so kind. Uh, Kyle and I are going to be back again for you on Friday, despite uh, Kyle making the hint that he was going to replace me with John because they both don't like to drink water and they watch Game of Thrones. I'm back. You got Kyle and I. Uh, Hope you enjoy your hump day. We'll close out the week for you on Friday. Thanks for listening to the Draft Dudes podcast. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. Valid 720 to 729, select styles only. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 